You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and an I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? Why, yes. Yes, it does, Tony Kornheiser. Thank you very much. As Tony said, this is Kirsten, or KJ, and welcome to Midwest Bias Podcast, as Tony already welcomed you. And I love also how the in behind that clip is Amy Martin's music. So, come full circle here. I've got a couple of little announcements. Actually, they're plugs. They're plugs for other people. I mean, I guess it makes sense because Tony Kornheiser just plugged this podcast. So, I'm going to go ahead and plug some things here. Yes, go get Amy Martin's music, amymartinmusic.com. But also, we had a very special guest join us for the Midwest Guest Co-host segment. And you should go buy his sauces at emeraldcitycatering.com. They're awesome. And also, go back and listen to his full episode if you haven't heard it. He's fantastic. And that was episode number 20, Autumn in a Bite. And you might remember, we've had the two chicks jerky girls, Shannon and Breland. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. We've had Shannon and Breland on twice, once to talk about their jerky, which was episode 30. Go back and listen to it if you haven't and buy their jerky. But also, episode 32 was about their new book coming out from Open Air Press Publishing. And now I have an update. You can pre-order it. I just pre-ordered it this morning. Go to openairpress.com and on the top right corner it says pre-order. So it's very exciting for you ladies. Congratulations. The book is called Coming Out Together, a collection of short memoirs on the LGBTQ plus experience. With every book that Open Air Press publishes, they're going to contribute a percentage of the book sale proceeds to the Looking Out Foundation, as well as other relevant nonprofits. The Matthew Shepard Foundation being the other for their first book here. So if you can, go out and buy that book openairpress.com. I'll put these things in the show note. Open up openairpress.com, twochicksjerky.com, and emeraldcitycatering.com. Oh, and amymartinmusic.com. All right, let's move on to our most Midwestern moment of the week. It's the most Midwestern moment until the next most Midwestern moment next week. Or whenever I please. So the most Midwestern moment of the week actually comes to us from inside last week's podcast episode. And it comes to us from Patrick Moffat, who texted me the following, quote, This Maryland crab discussion is so very Midwest, end quote. Patrick lives in Utah now, but he's originally from Maryland, so he knows. And he's being kind of Midwestern here by being nice by saying, basically, you guys have no idea what you're talking about, and I love it. Thank you, Patrick, for that most Midwestern moment of the week. I have to admit, you were right on. And we do talk more Maryland crabs later in this episode, so stay tuned. And with that, let's get the show started with Rachel Reports. It's time for Rachel Reports. Rachel reports, Rachel reports, she reports. 
Yes, Rachel Reports returns. Welcome back, Rachel Reports. Hey there. I love how Reports is now essentially just your last name. It's just grown (laughs) into it. You're just Rachel Reports. (laughs) That works. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to legally change your last name again. (laughs) We'll see about that. (laughs) Yeah. So... I think um, I think I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet. I think I have to eat a little crow because uh, we said that we. I think we mentioned that we canceled our twin season ticket package uh, yep. a couple weeks ago, maybe or a month ago, maybe now. And then, I and that affects you because you are one of our season ticket partners. But yep. we did consult with you beforehand, so it wasn't like we just canceled <laughs> it. All of us, all the partners, agreed to cancel it. So then I canceled it, but then a few weeks later, my season ticket rep calls me and he's offered to cut the package essentially in half and we would keep all of our benefits. So I'm like, well, this does sweeten the deal, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. (laughs) And the other partner definitely wanted out. So I just asked you if you wanted to split 10 games, you know, 10 games apiece. So we are back in the program. It's like I never quit. Yeah, who I I was not expecting that uh, change of events to happen. I, I didn't either. Do you think we made the right decision by going back? <laughs> That's to be determined. <laughs> that remains to be seen. Well, based on their performance, maybe not. But I mean, I there were some fun, you know, perks to being season ticket holders, and it's fun to say that as a fact, right? Yeah, and and I, one of the things that you really like is the the opportunity to buy season. Uh, um, opening day tickets ahead of the general public because you know when opening day comes around you just are so hopeful you're like it's a new year (laughs) they're going to win and so you're really excited to go to baseball and then by the end of the year when they're terrible like they were this year you're like I'm done yes I was not super excited to go to the last game we had tickets for. So, <laughs> well, I was because it happened to be the um, where we get the free hats, mm-hmm. season uh, whatever they call it, fan appreciation weekend. Sure, sure. Okay, so anyway, that's we got that business taken care of. We're, I lied. We're season ticket holders. I mean, <laughs> I didn't lie. On, I mean, I didn't technically lie. I thought you I didn't was lie done at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay, so now let's get to what you've been up to. I know one thing you did was you went camping. I don't know how long ago this was now, maybe a couple weeks, but I have not heard about how that went. And I also know it was a different type of camping than than I've ever done. So can you give us your report on that, Rachel Reports? Yeah, definitely. So I actually did this camping last year with my husband who uh, does not (laughs) like camping. So (laughs) it was not a very rewarding experience. So I wanted to try again this year. Uh, for you or for both of you? Uh, no, he was not allowed <laughs> to come with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My mom and I tend to be the campers in the family. Uh, so mm-hmm. her and I went and then my dad said once he retired, he would join us, even though he hates camping because he didn't have an excuse anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. so he came with and we went to Upper Sioux Agency State Park in Granite Falls, Minnesota. And the unique part about this camping experience was we were camping in a teepee, uh, which Ooh. is pretty cool and unique. And it, it's it's really fun. It's just a whole different experience. Uh, it was fun to not have to set up the tent. Sure. There was a little hole that you had to like climb through to get in and 
you could definitely like see the sky as you were sleeping and yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. And my dad, who hates camping, said he would definitely go back with us again if we went teepee wow. camping again. He re- really, really seemed to enjoy it. So Okay, okay. So a few questions have popped up. First of yes. all, your husband did not like teepee camping? So he really doesn't like bugs, like excessively. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so you're on like a, uh, like a wooden platform and uh-huh. then the teepee is set up. Bugs can very easily climb in. Uh, there's uh-huh. nothing really to keep them out. And so once an hour in the middle of the night, he'd have to wake up and, and use his headlamp to look around for any bugs. I don't know <laughs> what the benefit of finding the bugs was. <laughs> I was he, happy to just sleep through it all. Did he set the bugs free when he found them? Or did he I, do something else? I don't really know. I put the pillow over my head and tried to ignore the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So he's not going back. You, the three of you will go back without him. If yes. Yes. Okay. So now yes. you said Upper Sioux Agency. Is this a Native American state park? Is that why there are teepees there? It was um, a trading fort, I believe, at one time or a trading agency. And so there's some historic buildings on site and it was the site of an uprising. And so there's definitely a lot of history to that area, which... Uh, is probably why they chose to put teepees at that specific location. So mm-hmm. very closely tied to the Native Americans. But it but it's part of the state Minnesota State Park system. Yes. Yep. Okay. Now some people listening might not know what your day job is, and so much like me, me and the Hall of Famer wanting to get to every ballpark, and maybe you have that same. Do you have that goal? Get to every ballpark in the country. I did it one time in my life. I'm not quite sure it's going to happen at this it's point. It's not going to. So yeah, I, I will. Giving that up. Yeah. But you we'll do have a goal happens. of, and have you, ma- have you made the goal of getting to every state park in Minnesota? Yes, I was able to do that within uh, either a one-year or a two-year period. Yep. And how many are there? At that time, there were 72. There might be a couple more now. There are more? Yeah, they've added uh, a couple of more parks since then. Okay, so now you have to go keep going. Uh, potentially, yes. <laughs> and so, I mean, were you a ranger at this Upper Sioux Agency ever? No, no. So I work for the uh, Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. Uh, and for probably about, let's see, probably about 10 years, I was a park ranger at various parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so part of the reason for visiting all the parks was to see where I might want to work. But uh, then I got sick of uh, working uh, so many weekends. So I switched jobs, and now I manage the public water access sites, state trails, fishing piers, snowmobile trails, cross-country ski trails in our uh, Twin Cities metro area. Yes, and so anytime I have any DNR-related question, even if Rachel reports has no idea, I ask her. <laughs> yes. But you always, you always send me to the most appropriate person. Oh, well, that's um, good. You were actually, I think it was the Hall of Famer. It was our first date. And oh, yes. <laughs> we met, we came to your, and I knew you in the Hall of Famer didn't, and we came to your state park at the time. You did. And you were the ranger that day, and you checked us in, and you gave yep. me the okay on the Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes. We did geocaching. Right the, the first yes. and only time I've ever done geocaching. I fear it didn't go well either. <laughs> well, I think we got them all. Okay, good. 
it, it went well because it was a nice day and we hiked and got to know each other. But geocaching, that's, it was fine, but it's not, I'd rather be golfing. Yeah. <laughs> Which we did, I think, on our, that's fair. I don't there remember, was it the first or second date, Hoffer? It was our first official date. Our first official date. Yeah, golfing was our meeting. Oh, oh, golfing was a meetup, a meeting to see if we even like liked each other. Okay. And well, then, I'm glad that went well for you. <laughs> it did go well. And the, the kicker was it was really hot that day, like 85 or 90 degrees. And we were golfing Manitou Ridge, which you and I have golfed many times. Yes. And I um, had a feeling that this first date I was on, I was going to be sweating through my butt of my pants. <laughs> and so I asked her, if I was sweating through my butt and she didn't lie to me and she said, yeah, a little bit. And well, it was more than a little bit, but I knew right then and there. Okay. She didn't try to pull one over on me. She told me the truth. (laughs) Well, that's good. I've never worn those shorts golfing again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were not appropriate for golf anyway. I mean, obviously they were more like camp or hiking shorts. Anyway, we'll move sure. on from what attire I was wearing. Okay, so this teepee, <laughs> it's on a platform, but yes. why, like a like a tent, if you keep this thing zippered, the bugs won't really get in unless they're like, get in while you open it quickly and then you shut it and, you know, some get in. Why yeah, yeah. is the bug, why are the bugs getting in the teepee? So it's the platform and then the teepee goes over the platform, but the teepee doesn't necessarily always touch the ground or have a solid connection there. So they can easily crawl under uh, oh. or there might be some openings. And then also up on top is open. So okay. uh, you can see the sky. So things can just fly in. Okay. I, I think I might be with your husband on this. <laughs> well, maybe you should go camping in the fall like we did. And, and there weren't as many bugs. There yeah. were a million frogs, but uh, not so many bugs. So so how big around? I mean, how much room did you have in there to walk around? So uh, my parents had a pretty big queen-size air mattress. You uh-huh. probably could have fit like two of those across and then probably two deep as well. So it was a good size. Really good size. And you do have to have a little bit of agility because it is a circle that you're climbing in and out of. Uh, and needless to say, my mother wiped out a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be nice to your mother and not tell the story of another <laughs> wipe out. We will be nice about that. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, notorious for those. I thought you were telling me if you you know, you have to have more agility than you have, KJ, in order to no. be. To be <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be nice to look out at the stars. But I, I guess I thought maybe there was a, it was a clear roof that you could see clear ceiling that didn't allow i mean you could have bats in there uh in the teepees themselves yeah because they could fly in from the top i suppose they could they Mm -hmm. had um ribbons tied to the wooden post and so i think they were meant to scare away the birds and other larger flying creatures oh so the birds know that when you tie a ribbon it means stay away Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Boy, they are smarter than I thought they were. Aren't they? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so you had fun. You think you'll go to another teepee camping, except without your husband. Yes, yes. I think we'll do it again, especially if my dad had a good time. That's kind of the kicker, so. 
Yeah. So where is Granite Falls? How far north are we talking? I don't even know. That is about two hours due west of the Twin Cities. So not north at all. Oh. It's actually pretty close to South Dakota in the scheme of things. Okay, so you're out in the middle with no bluff. No, you're out of the Driftless at this point. You've left the Driftless yes. region. Yes, yes. But and we are very close flat. to the Minnesota River. Yes, very okay. flat. Okay, so there was some Lots water. Lots of Did sugar you... beet fields. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're pretty uh, notorious. Yeah, in the west side of, of Minnesota, they have lots of sugar beets. Well, what's the difference between sugar cane fields and sugar beet fields? Well, I don't know anything about sugar cane fields, but sugar beets are like very what large beets. Like? Oh. I mean, they're beets, very they large. Like beets? Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, they can almost be like football sized. Oh, and what do they use these for? I think it's for sugar uh, or some sort of substitute. Okay, because see, I grew up, you know, those five, six years in Louisiana, and we lived right next to a sugar cane field, which looks like oh, sure, looks like corn, really. Oh, sure. And so I was sure. wondering what's. I'm going to have to Google it. Maybe somebody listening will know. Yeah, I didn't know I'm that sure. about my own state, sugar beets. Yeah, it's definitely a Western thing in Minnesota, huh. so that's fair. Okay. okay, thank you. What? So I'm assuming you did the hiking. Um, mm-hmm. you, you tend to do hiking. What about, did you do any kayaking or anything if you were on the Minnesota river? We, uh, we did not. Uh, my parents are not really water people, so, uh, I tend not to <laughs> when I'm with them. Okay. The, the biggest question I have, and this stems from coming to your cabin and having a full mm-hmm. pantry of Oreos and other snacks. Mm-hmm. What kind of food did you have camping? Yeah, so the first night for dinner, we had uh, chili cheese fries on the fire and then uh, this, uh, with s'mores, of course. And then the second night, we had the pizza and the pie irons, uh, of course, because that's pretty good. And oh, then yeah. we had budget um, pies. The, yeah, well, yep. pizza pies. Yeah. Yep. And then we had the peach lafay, uh, which oh, is the peach yeah. and the caramel and the marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And then, needless to say, uh, my dad was in charge of our last meal because it was a salad. <laughs> <laughs> which didn't really fit my camping category, but I didn't sure make it, doesn't. so it was fine. No. Well, did, didn't he make any? He's a very good baker. Did he not make any bakery items for you? Oh, he made Chex Mix. Oh, and certainly, right. I think, some bars. Uh, so I love yep. his Chex Mix. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you had enough to eat. Oh, yes, without a doubt. Yep, okay. definitely. Are, do you have any more camping trips scheduled this fall and winter? Uh, no, not for this year. Okay, good. Cause it's a little win- cold for me now. Winter camping yeah. is just overrated. I mean, I've yes. never done it, but nor do I ever want to. Yes, I would agree. I have done it a few times and just been miserable. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. Okay. Before I let you go, you have a birthday coming up in a few days. I, mean, I do. Yeah. Is this a, first of all, is this a special birthday? Uh, it is not. I mean, they're all special. Okay. <laughs> Now, I Not do know because you told me that your husband, M- Mr. Reports, he's taking you on a surprise getaway. He is, yes. So do you have do you have any guesses as to where you're going? Has he given you any information at all? Or is he packing all your things and everything and you just <laughs> have no idea? 
Well, I'm pretty sure I'll have to pack my own things. Okay. The hints I've gotten so far is it's a place that he's never been. Okay. And we're going Friday night, uh, and we'll come back on Sunday, and there's a plan A if the weather's good, and a plan B if the weather's not good. Oh. So trying to figure out places he hasn't been, my two guesses, which are based on absolutely nothing, would be the North Shore of Wisconsin. Uh, on Lake oh, Superior, like, um, like uh, Door County area, or way nope, up there? Nope, just straight north, just straight north. Uh-huh. Okay, and or uh, Door County potentially. Oh, yep. Okay, so and you're positive it's a driving trip. This is not get on the plane Friday night. Yes. He's not going to take you to like Aruba on a private jet. <laughs> well, he does keep buying Powerball tickets, but uh, yes. I don't think he's one, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> By the way, the Powerball, that's not, um, nobody's won that yet, correct? No, no, not yet. I got to get out and buy one. I know it's dumb. I know it's dumb, but you never know. Somebody has to win. Exactly. (laughs) You're not going to win if you don't buy a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So you think it's, it's somewhere drivable. Yes. And what about going south? You're picking two northern or Door Door County's a little north. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No south guesses? So uh, we have been to La Crosse, which would be a logical south guess mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have been to Madison, so that would not be a logical south guess. So okay. unless we were heading down to, like, Iowa, uh-huh. I can't think of anywhere south that really jumps out. But okay. I can be surprised, most definitely. So I will you, be, so. So you have... Uh, plans for good weather and poor weather. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. good. Okay. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, think about this. Mr. Reports probably wants to go somewhere where Caribou Coffee is located. Oh, so this is true. <laughs> going south, there's no Caribou Coffee very far south, is there? There are a few in Iowa, but not too many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you're knows? right. I think you're onto something. So you know what the next Rachel Reports is going to entail. <laughs> I feel like I might. (laughs) We want to know if you're right. We don't care if you had fun. We just want to know if you're right. Yeah. (laughs) No. Happy birthday. I have no doubt I'll be proven wrong. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Have a great time. And thank you very much for joining us or joining me, I guess I should say, here tonight. Sounds good. Thank you. It's always fun. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day yeah it's the midwest guest co-host yeah you bet you she'll know just what to say yeah it is time for the midwest guest co-host of the day that's the hall of famer welcome back hall of famer thank you it's great to be here we had a lovely fall break it was excellent Mm -hmm. we went to lacrosse wisconsin in the driftless still in the driftless region Mm -hmm. Um, we took mama with us we, Mama had fun. She she did have fun. We she did some walking, but we also took her power chair, took that thing out of the back of the van, not the side. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about diagonal lines. But out the back of the van, went on a ride with her in the like a former railroad trail. That's a bike trail now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know our buddy Paulette. Oh, hang on. The name drop, name drop, 
of a week. Paulette lives in La Crosse, and so we got to see her and uh, did, did a brewery tour, went out to eat. Mama came to the restaurant, but then we went on a brewery tour. Our buddy Melissa, oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of a week. Melissa came from about an hour away, half hour away, and, and joined us. It was just really fun. And then we bought too many beers mm-hmm. and drank those when we weren't brew hopping. We got a nice little mix. Had a great Midwestern fall break. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And the weather Couldn't could not it. have ordered up a better weather three or four days. It was like one day was almost 80 degrees. Yeah. We got really lucky. Mm-hmm. And I know it's bad for like the climate and stuff, but it was sure felt good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's do some Twitter talk. From Adam Jameson at Soft Toss Lefty. And I do believe I noticed on Twitter that he has a birthday around this time, so happy birthday. He said, and so these couple of tweets, and we actually got some emails. Hmm. These couple of tweets have to do with the Karen's parking at the gas pumps. <laughs> oh, yeah. And <sighs> even some of my diagonal line handicap parking spot. So Adam says, no parking at gas pumps unless you're getting gas period. He didn't write period. I'm just saying that. Uh, Todd Takei at Tooth Takei, gas pumps are for pumping gas. Overlapping a handicapped spot is illegal, period. <laughs> what do you think of Straight those Straight to the things? point. What's my take? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to agree with both of those guys. It, if you're, you only park at the gas pumps, if you're getting gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I That's agree. It. I yep. told Karen she yep. was wrong. Karen was in the wrong there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Karen. But, but so was the wrong. lady. Oh, yeah. The lady needed to relax. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. A bit over the top. She's obviously not a Midwesterner. <laughs> well, she was in Wisconsin Quick Trip. Yeah. But she must have been from out of town. And what about overlapping a handicapped spot? I have no idea how you would get that idea that that would be okay. <laughs> well, you've seen, you've been with me yeah, while we've been dro- parking there. You've never, you've never done anything crazy like that, like go way over. You might be kind of closer to the line, but. Yeah, I know, I know. And I made that clear to Karen that I'm yeah. only talking like one little line. No, you still, you still, you just, you know, hover toward that side. That's all. You just get real close. Yeah. But no, it, I would have told you to move if, well, that's if I, I would have been in the vehicle with you. Okay, but there are sometimes when it's not a handicapped spot, but there's still like um, diagonal lines. Yeah, the lines are there for a reason. When it's not a handicapped spot? Yeah, don't park there. What? Why? You just think they're painting lines to paint lines? and Yes, it's a buffer zone, like Karen said. For you to park in? For anybody that doesn't want to park amongst the riffraff, as no. Karen says. If there are lines there, they're there for a reason. I don't know about that. Like, yeah. I like to park next to the cart corral because then I only have one person parking next to yep. me. And that's okay as long as there aren't lines right there saying I disagree, you can't park though. There. If there are lines there and it's not a handicapped spot, what's the problem? Well, they put them there for a reason. Yeah. It's not that they're like, oh, I'm going to paint some lines and say, ooh, let's go right yeah. here. Well, maybe it's because they don't have enough room there for a, another parking spot, but you got enough room to overlap, mm-hmm. so they paint some ziggity lines and say, you know... I think a lot of I think a lot of the time it's to help make a walkway. 
So you're just encroaching on the walkway. No. Mm -hmm. I'm encroaching on a a spot where the person, if the person gets wild while walking, I might get in the way. But there's no... There are wild walkers out there. Yeah, well, then they'll run into my car. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong. Sorry. I'm wrong about the handicap spot. Which I don't think I do very much. I think I got that confused with these other diagonal lines that pop up that... You, but see, I do that, and you don't tell me I shouldn't park there. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen you do that. Otherwise, yes, I would have yes, told you, you not have. to. I, I do it so. all the time. Okay. If there's an open space. Or like You're it's parking a, on the diagonal lines? Overlapping just oh, a bit. Oh, well, yeah, I've seen you do that. So you've seen the over, you've seen the diagonal lines like yeah. at the end of a parking row. Yep. Basically to yeah, signify this is yeah, the end yep, of the row. This is the end. Yep, there's no room here. I go over one or two lines there just to give myself a buffer on yeah, the other side. Yeah, I've seen side. that happen. Yeah, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's no reason I can't do yeah. that. It's not like you're parking on that spot no, completely. just a there's, little bit. Yeah, a little just bit to okay. give a little buffer. That's what I typically do. Mm-hmm. I am going to take it back that I don't think I've done that at a can't handicap spot. If I have, it hasn't been when I'm with you because you mm-hmm. would have told me. I would have told you, yeah. Okay. Because there are other diagonal lines besides the handicap spot. Okay, now we got some email. And speaking of our buddy Paulette, she actually wrote an email. Um, her first email to the show, Paulette Stahl, she says, Your show is just pure fun. Thanks for making me laugh right along with you. As I consider myself a Midwesterner and fairly well-traveled, I'm going to weigh in on a few recent discussions. She says, and I, and I split up her email put a few things relating to the gas pumps, you know, just organize it a little bit. And and then we'll talk about the other part of her email later. Okay. Uh, Karen Middlestat, she says, at Karen Middlestat, okay, do we really have something called quick trip etiquette? However, Karen, if you are ever accosted in such a manner again, grab that window cleaner thingy and say, nope, just needed a window cleaner, or grab a tissue from that thing and say, just needed a rag, LOL. So she's advocating that she lie. Yeah. Okay. Just right. making up excuses. Just no, a I'm white lie. for a reason. Okay. Yeah. Should this be done? Should this be done in regards to parking there? Yeah. It depends. If there are cars lining up for gas, no. And I'm going to add in here, this is what I said, like, quick trips are always busy. So mm-hmm. even if they look like they're empty... They could fill up quickly. Exactly. And so you need to park in the parking spaces if yes. you're not going to get gas. Yep. So I added that in. Paulette doesn't necessarily agree. But then she says, but do not K- do not take KJ's diagonal zoned advice. She has obviously been napping with Rip Van Winkle and missed one or two pages of that driver's ed manual. Yikes. <laughs> okay, we've already covered that I didn't. I don't do this at handicapped zones. I do it in other diagonal lines, other diagonal zoned places. However, I also did take my driver's ed in Michigan, and they do some funky stuff there. Yeah. So maybe they, they allow it there. They don't have any rules there. I don't think so. Not for that. And then she said, KJ and all dog owners, follow the laws and ordinances of the area you are in. As I am from La Crosse, and I have a dog, I know the rules. <laughs> all dogs must be leashed. That guy was a jerk and an idiot. <laughs> Sorry that happened to y'all. If you find it to be a problem often when you are walking on a trail with Rue, you could purchase a small citronella spray to redirect an oncoming unleashed dog without assault. It just detours them away. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know about that. I don't know, Paulette. Don't, what if it goes in their eyes or something? 
can't be that harmful, right? I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard that before. I haven't um, either. How about just not, how about just like a wet spray bottle, like a water spray bottle that people use to discipline their cats? <laughs> that doesn't hurt. <laughs> Speaking of Rue, the dog gets what the dog wants outside. Outside. Okay. Anyway, I agree. The guy was a jerk and an idiot. Mm-hmm. Both of them were. I'm happy to say that I haven't had any issues this week with people not leashing their animals. Good. Okay, so now I want to bring in a third person for our next segment within the segment. So we're still in Midwest Guest Co-Host, but we're going to have a little mini segment for the Midwest Mediator segment. It's the Midwest Mediator. It's the Midwest Mediator. Send your quandaries now, not later. To the Midwest Mediator. Because it's time for a ruling right now. Okay, he's an expert. At least I'm calling him an expert in this particular field. He's certainly more of an expert than than you and I are about this topic. Uh, welcome back to Midwest Bias from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Steve Oswald. Hey, welcome. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Thanks for uh, helping us out and being the Midwest mediator today. <laughs> Happy to help. I'll try to be a Midwest nice mediator. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it has to be Midwest mean, you know, you're just going to have to do it. Well, I'll mediate to the best of my ability. Okay, so there might be someone listening who doesn't know you, who you are, but I don't know who that person might be. Oh, there's plenty. <laughs> so do you call yourself a, a chef, a cook? What is your official title? Officially, I am a chef. Okay. Chef just means that you are someone who leads a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think of myself more as a cook. I'm not that fancy. I don't have any official schooling or anything, so I'm just a... Some guy who runs a place, you know, I like feeding people. And so we're going to call you the expert of the food segment here. Sure. So the topic of said mediation today is cooking knives and their care. Mm -hmm. So I want you to tell me who is right. One person in the family, we'll call that person, person A, says they can't, that the knives can be placed in the dishwasher for cleaning. And one person in the family, who we'll call person B, says, absolutely not. They have to be hand-washed. You cannot put them in a dishwasher. As a chef, cook, all-around guy who knows his way around a kitchen, who is right and why? Person B is always right. (laughs) You you do not want to put your knives in the dishwasher for a number of reasons. The first being sharp knives are the most important thing in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. Dull knives cause accidents. If they're dull, you can end up slipping. You push too hard on something. If you cut yourself, you're going to end up with an inferior cut, which won't heal quite as well. So sharp knives are always best. Knives can get dull in the dishwasher. Plus they get bounced around. And any really good, like quality old time knives usually have wooden handles. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't want those to be soaking in water. You don't want them to get all the detergent and all that stuff in them because they're going to you know, degrade and fall off. So no, no, no. Another thing that's also very important is 
washing them by hand, but make sure you don't put them in the soapy water or in any place where they can't be seen because that's how people get hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. They reach into the water and grab the stuff. We have a separate bin that we keep next to our other silverware and things like that, specifically to put all the sharps in so that you'll know when you're reaching in for something that it's something sharp in there and you reach for the handle. See, I so. knew you'd have an answer to this question. <laughs> So these knives that I'm talking about primarily are knives that we got. They're really nice knives that we got for mm-hmm. honey or, uh, wedding gifts. And uh-huh. so yep. we want, you know, they do, we don't really have a knife sharpener. Well, we do. We, we, do. Just, we just don't ever use no. it. The one kind of sharpener <laughs> we have makes awful noises and I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other one I just don't know how to use. So the Best thing to do is um, just look up uh, Google local knife sharpening places. There's companies that do that. Really? Um, There's one, I know they're around here, and I think they might be national, called Sharp Brothers. Mm. They do a fantastic job. They will, you just call them up, drop your knives off, they can sharpen them for you. I do most of my personal knives myself, but we actually have a service that does our professional knives here. Um, so we just basically have a set of six or eight knives that we have in the kitchen and we swap them out every two weeks. Oh, they just bring weeks. us the other ones and they take them and get them sharpened. And I have my personal ones that I sharpen myself, the ones I keep in my knife rack. Wow. So are you saying that you believe that everyone should sharpen knives every two weeks or is it just because you use it so much? If you're using them as often as we yeah. do, yes. Um, but no, you don't have to do it every couple of weeks. I mean, most home cooks are not using them that often, but as you can start to tell when it's beginning to dull a little bit, try slicing a tomato or, you know, an onion. And if you're meeting resistance, if it's getting harder to, um, to cut, the first thing you want to make sure you have on hand is just something called a sharpening steel. Mm -hmm. It's that little pointy little sword almost looking thing. (laughs) I think we have one of those. We do have one of those. I just don't know how to use it. Perfect. That's, oh, don't worry. It's not hard to use. Mm -hmm. Basically, you just that doesn't sharpen the knife. It actually just reforms the tiny little tines at the end of the blade because that I would use almost every time right when you're going to start to use the knife. You just drag the blade across it up and down so that it basically kind of takes the little edges that are bent off to one side or the other and reforms them. It'll make it it won't sharpen your knife, but it will rehone it um, in between sharpenings and it works great. Okay. Okay. We better try that. I will record a video and show you guys how to do it. Yes, please. You know, I think we average um, sharpening our knives maybe every four or five years. No. Well, because we use, my stepdad used to do it when he'd come over. um, Yeah. Sure. From Iowa to visit, which would probably be every couple months, maybe every six months. And he was really good at it. And he was was. so fast and like, you couldn't even tell what he was doing. So we just relied (laughs) on him. And then when he passed away, yeah. we I think when we, we had family here at Thanksgiving, I think my brother or um, stepbrother, I don't like saying step. I'm going to steal Glennon Doyle's and Abby Wabmack's term, which is bonus dad, our bonus oh, dad, yeah. bonus like brother. Mm-hmm. So they, one of them did it. So we're not doing no, it. I, no. I want to learn how to do it because that'd uh, be great. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I just don't want to have to do it. Yeah. I would hurt myself. I'm very accident prone and I'll probably hurt myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will admit yeah. right now that I am definitely more of a, I'm, I fall into the category of the 
person A. <laughs> we should. Yeah, you don't want to okay. do that. I mean, not to mention the fact that, you know, depending where you put them in there, they're going to bounce around against the other silverware if you put them facing down and that's going to dull yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knives are like the most important thing in a kitchen. So we try to take good care of ours. Okay. And um, yeah, like I'll be happy to just show you a quick little thing of how to use the sharpening steel or the honing steel. And um, even I can get somebody to take a picture or a video of me just um, sharpening one of the knives a little bit, just so you have an idea of what it's like. It's not really difficult to do and it's not that dangerous. I'd love to see that. I know that that would be my job because the Hoffer does not like things that sound like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> no. And you know what? I can make anything dangerous. So yeah, don't so, count me out just yet. I, I want to go back to one thing that you said um, about if you cut yourself and the blade is dull. Huh? I think you said if the blade is dull, when you cut yourself, it doesn't heal as well. Well, you're going to think of it this way. If you you cut something with a knife, you're going to end up with a nice edge to it. So if you're trying to put something back together, it's going to line up really well. If you cut something with a saw and it tears it and rips it, Mm -hmm. it's not going to end up coming back all that well. Makes sense. Um, So a nice clean cut, in my experience at least, heals faster because (laughs) my dad was a meat cutter for most of all of my life. So he would come home every day basically with his hands bandaged up and have the company's tape over the whatever. (laughs) Um, So I learned (laughs) also, I did the same thing. You know, you learn about how to handle things and cut yourself and you learn how quickly things can heal if you're doing them better or worse. So yeah, sharp knives always better. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but that was a good way to put it with the saw, the saw blade and a clean cut knife. Well, thank you for that. That was, I mean, I don't think we can really, we won't be able to look ourselves in the mirror if we continue to put the knives in the dishwasher. We really <laughs> yeah. can't. No, better not do that. Especially if they're nice. If someone, may I ask what brand they are? <sighs> Let me go look. Okay. Woo stuff. Oh, yeah, those are good. German or Japanese blades are usually the best. Okay, so we're going to yeah. have to start treating them better. Yeah. 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 They're not, they're, they're in bad shape right now. Well, you'll, next time you come to town, you're going to have to bring them here and I will sharpen them for you. Ooh, that'd be great. I'll in the meantime, we'll rely on your videos. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, now, before I let you go, can we um, mm-hmm. involve you in a few of the tweets that we got and emails that we got about food since, you know, sure. you're the expert? Of course. So from William Bird, he says, soft shell crabs are delicious. So I don't know if you heard the episode two episodes ago now with Amy Martin. She was on and she's from Maryland and she loves Maryland blue Mm -hmm. crabs. So she was talking to us about them and it wasn't, we were not getting it. So anyway, we've gotten some feedback. (laughs) Soft shell crabs are delicious, William Bird says. If you ever make it to Eastern North Carolina, I got restaurant tips for you. And then Ed Butt sent this email. And by the way, I do believe it's also Ed Ed's butt Ed Ed Butt's it's, birthday. It's also Ed's butt's birthday as well. <laughs> yeah, he he wrote. Amy is right. Even knowing what a finicky eater you are, I think you would like blue crabs. Now I'm going to come back to that statement later, Ed. Uh, and he <laughs> says, and they are fun. My first experience was when I was in law school. My best friend from high school was going to medical school at John Hopkins in Baltimore. I went to visit him. Being poor students, his wife asked people where we might have a fun, cheap meal. We went to a dive bar near the harbor. 
picnic tables with a butcher paper rolled out on top. You would buy blue crabs by the dozen, and they would dump them out on the paper. For utensils, each diner was given a hammer, a pair of pliers, and a screwdriver. (laughs) That and cheap beer by the pitcher. The locals looked at three Midwesterners <laughs> trying to figure out how to eat these things. They were very kind and gave us a personal tutorial. The crabs were a lot of work, but so delicious. And it was one of the best meals I can ever remember. Wow. Yeah. So he's talking oh, about yeah. crabs, blue crabs, I think. And William Bird was talking about soft shell crabs. First off, we had a a couple that we had done uh, they were from Baltimore and they had moved here to Wisconsin, to, to Mo- the Milwaukee area. Um, and every year they would have a party for all of their college friends and they would ship in crabs and have us cook them for them and stuff. Ooh. So we called it the crab feast. They are spectacular. They are mm-hmm. a lot of work, but they're definitely, just as Ed described, dump them out on a table full of uh, butcher paper and just some mallets and go at it. They are fantastic. See, I think that'd be fun. You could get out some aggression too while you're at it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've you had blue crabs or regular crabs? I've had regular crabs. I've had soft shell. I've not had the Maryland blue crab. Oh, okay. Soft shell. So the difference is they, they just are different they're colors? Basically, well, yeah, it's the region that they're from and they're, yeah, they're blue. That is, you know, everyone's, it's kind of like barbecue depending on what state you're in and what region, there's different things that people will consider the best. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, if you're in Texas, it's brisket. If you're in North Carolina, it's pork. Yep. You know, um, and the different sauces. The difference between the soft shell crab and regular crabs are the soft shell crabs are when they are molting. Um, They basically, in order for them to grow bigger, they have to shed off their old shell. And then- they'll grow new ones basically underneath it. Well, it takes a while for them to continue to grow and to harden. So when they're not hard, the whole shell is edible too. So you catch them then and you just basically eat them on a sandwich whole. Yeah, like the picture Amy sent with this creature between two pieces of bread. Exactly. Now, I I have to say, Ed, but I am not a finicky eater. I once was when I was young. I'm a finicky beer drinker, so maybe that's where you're getting that from. For as yeah, far as where food go, I will try almost anything. And I think I would really like these blue crabs. I think I would like soft shells, too, if I could get my mouth around the dang thing. <laughs> well, and I think for you, too, is you have to avoid some foods. So well, maybe I do. It's, maybe that's it's maybe more what so he that. means. He knows that I have some allergies. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But that's not finicky by choice. No. No. Uh, okay, and one more from Paulette. She said... Blue crab, oh, so wonderful and sweet. Not sure if they spice them up quite as much as Louisiana, but oh, so good anyhow. Do not eat the mustard, quote unquote mustard, yuck, cholesterol city. So do you have a, do you have a preference on that? Amy was talking about eating the mustard, which is basically sucking the heads of the, the crabs is what I've heard. Yeah. Gross. I, I like the leg meat and the other white meat on it. I'm not a big fan of the mustard or the roe or any of the other stuff okay. on them. So you'd side with I mean, I know lots here. of people do, but I'm just not one of them. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I'm a finicky eater. <laughs> yeah, I maybe. doubt it. I don't I don't think you yeah. are. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm no Andrew Zimmern, but, you know, I'm, I'm not that finicky. Hey, you're dropping a Minnesota boy right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Love his shows. Uh, soft shell crab, she says, Paulette, only at a certain, and she left out a word here. I think she means only at a certain time. 
When the crabs have just yeah. shed their exoskeleton, can it be made? And that's what you were referring to. Yep, so that's they are exactly cleaned, it. seasoned, and fried. Makes my mouth water talking about it. Incredible. Hmm. So I think we've oh, been yeah. swayed. We? Be- besides the besides <sighs> that they look kind of weird with the creature on, on a bun, yeah. I do think I'd like them. <laughs> I do. I do think I'm oh, I'm sure I'd you give would. give it a try. You'd give it a try? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay, there it is. Look at that. We've been swayed. Just, yeah. Exactly. Just flour them up, throw them in a little butter, a pan with some butter. Oh, my gosh. So good. So are you going to be making these at the next Summer of Littles event in, in Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> I will make them the next time you guys come into town, Ooh. if I can get some soft shells. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we might take you up on that. You can <laughs> sharpen our knives, too, while you're at it. And sharpen the knives, and have, you can have the soft shells while I'm sharpening the knives. Per- perfect. Perfect. <laughs> a twofer. Now, before we say goodbye, I wanted to know, mm-hmm. you make... And I don't think we covered this the last time you were on the show. You make sauces. I, we might have talked about it briefly, yeah. but I want people to know where they can buy that stuff. Oh, sure. The easiest way is to just send us an email or either on our Facebook page, which is uh, Emerald City Catering and Events, mm-hmm. or just message me on Twitter, um, Oz the Great and Flavorful, or info at emeraldcitycatering.com. Um, I can tweet all the different contact info. We have, gosh, I'm trying to think, six or seven different sauces that we make. A couple of barbecue. The rest are all wing sauces. Uh, they're all really awesome as far as I'm concerned. I love that. Um, awesome. <laughs> I know Ed Butt's a big uh, advocate as well as a bunch of the other littles. So That's great. In fact, I just made some. I'm shipping out to uh, Jamie Julian. Hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Uh, in the morning. Outstanding. Good. Okay. So do you have a one that's your most, like the, the best yes. seller? The original. The original. The original is the best seller. It is the one, it's the one that started it all. It's the thing I started the day I began this business. And it's our original barbecue. We use it for our pulled pork, for ribs, and the baked beans. I mean, with the rumaki, which is the bacon wrap water chestnuts, which is one of our most popular appetizers. Yum. We bake those and then toss them in the sauce. Oh, my gosh. It is incredible. Then we have the uh, bold barbecue, which is the... um, the original sauce with a little bit more heat to it, then some buffalo, teriyaki, fire sauce. And each of ones has a little different tweak to the logo. The original one has just like a caricatured picture of me. Mm-hmm. The buffalo one has me with a halo and angel wings. <laughs> and the uh, bold has me with double horns and a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a little theme. Did you have those? Who designed those logos? My, um, my wife has a friend who was a graphic designer Very cool. and um, she took a picture um, that I had and then just kind of tweaked it up and went from there. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff that's amazing to me is that people can do that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not that good at it. it coming up the concept or drawing it or whatever. So it's nice to know people who can. Yeah. Well, we, you know, you can sharpen the knife with the best of them and you can cook. <laughs> so we all have our things. True. True. Okay. Anything else, Steve, you want to plug or just anything going on that you want to discuss before we say goodbye? Um, Why does it hurt so much to be a baseball fan, particularly Uh, a Brewers fan? The Brewers, the Brewers, I didn't see it, but they went out. David Stearns just announced today that he's stepping down. So he's leaving us. Oh, Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that. I'm in mourning. 
I did not hear that. Ugh. And what, what, yeah, it just happened this morning. What did you think about Bader going away? From the Cardinals? No. Oh, oh Hater. Sorry. I thought you said I did Bader. say Bader. I meant Hater. Yeah. This, I Man, that was a bad move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he wasn't playing that well. And I understand why they, they needed to get rid of him because his arbitration numbers were going to be so high, but they should not have dealt him when they did. Mm-hmm. It totally derailed our season. Yep. And now we finished one game behind the team that's in the World Series. Oh, oh that's right. Wow. One game oh, behind. Oh, that hurts. I mean, the yeah. Twins weren't even close. No, the Twins just basically collapsed. They absolutely yeah. collapsed. Yeah. The, to button this whole thing up, the one game difference could have been made up during Josh Hader's first blown save this year when he gave up two home runs and blew a save to the Phillies. Mm. They don't blow that game. They finish one game ahead of the Phillies. Wow, that hurts. Yeah, that does. That does hurt. Yeah. I'd rather be just completely debacle like they, you know, at least you feel a little oh. bit better like they never had a shot. I know. Yeah. Well, hey, it's now buck season, so fear the deer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so full disclosure, this was is being taped before the World Series starts. Do you yeah. have a prediction? Ooh. Phillies versus Astros. I think the Astros are going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I would be kind of happy either way at this point because I like, oh, Gene Segura is on the Phillies, former yeah. Brewer. And I would like to see Bryce Harper win one. Yep. But Dusty Baker's been a Hall of Fame manager. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, he deserves to get a win. Yep. So. I feel the exact same yeah. way. So I would be happy either way. I, I don't like the Astros at all, except for Dusty Baker. So I'd yeah. be happy for him <laughs> if he won for that reason. I mean, I'm just hoping that it goes seven mm-hmm. because I'm not going to want to suffer baseball withdrawal. I know. It's it's <gasps> real. It's real, Steve. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. It's, you know, it's just that feeling of every day you come home, you know there's a game on. And then yeah, it goes away. Exactly. Yep. And then it's yeah, not. and the football is once I mean, a week, so it's just not the same. Thing. Oh, it's not once a week. No. Well, it's not once a week. Yeah. Now for my beloved green and gold, once a week is too yeah. often. Oh my gosh, they're terrible. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah. but that you don't. I don't you blame don't, you. You don't really want to see them this bad. Do I do. Oh, yeah, okay. it's okay. <laughs> it's it's good that's for okay. them. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Maybe Rogers will finally leave. Uh, yeah, I think. I think we got him released for another year because there's 50 million reasons why he'll stick around oh, one yep, more year. Yep. Good point. But yeah, I don't uh, believe me. Feel all the animosity you want. <laughs> I could not have been happier when Favre threw that interception to, to the, the Saints. Saints. Yeah. And yeah. Because man, I would just nothing bad enough could happen to that guy as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So you know. Yeah, especially in recent with recent events. Yes. Too. yes. Good Lord. Oh yeah. Not a not a good person. No, not at all. Absolutely not. He is the epitome of yeah. someone where you say, "Don't meet your heroes." Yeah, I know. Well, what is the saying? It's from Batman. I think you either die the hero or live long enough to be the villain. Mm. Oh, so never heard that. Not either. I'm hoping to take it all the way up to the edge, and just before I'm about to be the villain, drop dead. <laughs> yeah, <gasps> something to shoot for. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, thank you so much. I think we really learned course, a lot thank here. You guys. I'm, I hope you had a great Central Standard time. I did, and I look forward to the next time. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod, and you can email your questions and comments to MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. 
Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Overcast, that's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But Best Rubber Stamp is. Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias, get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, no worries. Don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. I don't really know. I put the pillow over my head and tried to ignore the whole situation. <laughs>